This episode of the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast is brought to you by the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. If you're in the market for funny banter and great discussion revolving around the latest theatrical releases, check out the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or right at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today is Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. While you're listening along, don't forget to do all your Amazon shopping via Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. A small portion of the money you spend makes its way into our hands of the network and will help us to continue to bring you content that you enjoy. Midwest Podcast Network Apparel is now available. You can purchase Game Nerds and Film Nerds Apparel via the support store on our website, MidwestGameNerds.com. Uh, maybe we'll get some horror movie yearbook stuff on there and yeah. Westworld FM. I don't know how feasible that might be in yeah, like, we'll see. Texas. Maybe we'll do something small like stickers or something. I don't know. I have a vinyl cutter at work now, so we can actually make car, car stickers and stuff. That's so, cool. uh, as always, if you like what you hear, even if you don't, blah, you don't. As always, if you like what you hear, even if you don't, please do send us feedback via email at MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com or via Twitter at MGN Podcast. And don't forget to uh, add us on Instagram at MidwestGameNerds. Today, we're going to go over some pretty big game news. There's a big announcement that happened this week. Uh, Brian's going to talk about Battlefield 1 and Gears of War 4, and Alex and I are going to talk about our post-release experience with PSVR. So stay tuned for all of that. Um, has anybody played anything other than what I just announced? Just that one game that we don't need to talk about. Yeah, no, I don't played, even mention it. I played a demo for a game called World of Final Fantasy that comes okay. out this month, I think. Uh, it's pretty interesting. It feels very much like Final Fantasy X in terms of its overworld. Okay. Uh, it's an RPG-style game. There are turn-based battles. Um, and it's really interesting because you're like, you have, your character is static. It's not like a Persona game or a Pokemon game where you are capturing the monsters that are out there. Okay. And you can then insert them in a stack with your player characters in order to... It like groups their health and magic and all their stats together when they act as a stack. But you can also unstack them during battle to have like six party members, kind of. Interesting. It's really weird. It's kind of cool. It sounds really Japanese. It's it seems very Japanese. The demo is self contained. They're like none of the demos in the actual game. Okay. But you can use. Uh, I think it'll give you items or something. That sounds interesting. And actually, I think playing through the demo allows you to capture, uh, like a capture a form of Terra's magic armor from okay. Final Fantasy VI. Six. And so, uh, and and there are like it's all really cutesy. There's like chibi style characters in it you're yeah the art style looked really cool from what i saw yeah and you're running into like these chibi versions of characters from all of the final fantasy games um which is cool and some of them i think you can use titus as like a summon of some kind like i think you can use characters as summons but okay. i i haven't gotten too deep into it i think there's i'm not there's a little bit more left for me to play with like a boss battle but. so being that it's the demo itself is self-contained like that do you think they're going to have like other modules that they'll release like as downloads like dlc later on that'll be I think they could like or? like it they 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 call it like a dungeon demo so they could have like dlc dungeons that you could run through i, I don't see why they would but I don't know if there's any plans announced for anything like that. I think right the, the Japanese market has been kind of. Um, I think they've utilized DLC in different ways, or or they don't like. I I don't know how much DLC came out for Final Fantasy 13 or Lightning Returns or whatever those three games were. Yeah. So I don't know how much they would do it with this one, but I, it seems really cool. It's also coming out on Vita, and there is. Um, there is not cross buy, but there is cross save. 
So if you buy the Vita and the PS4 versions separately... You can play you your can, save game from either, but you have to buy them on their own. Yep. Well, that's that's cool. kind of... Kind of yeah. sucks, but whatever. It sucks, but a couple months down the road, you know, the Vita one's going to be 20 bucks, and the PlayStation 1 will be 20 bucks, and then I buy both of them. And yeah, but can I play uh, remote play? You can't. I think you can remote play. So then play why it. not just buy the PS4 one and call it a day? Yeah. So, yeah. So the, it does seem like the performance on the PlayStation 4 is better than the Vita. Okay. Um... But that's not that much of a surprise. Right. So, yeah. It's right cool, on. though. Check it out. It's on the PlayStation Store. I think it's out this week, the 25th. Okay. Uh, if you want to buy the full game. But yeah, it's cool. Right on. Cool. Do we want to talk about games first? Or do we want to talk about news? Um, I don't know. We could flip a coin. Let's talk about news. Okay. It's, it's big. I think we should talk about news yeah, first. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, so Nintendo finally announced what Project NX is. And yes. everybody's like, oh, it's Project NX. It's called Nintendo Switch, which mm-hmm. if you think about it, NX, like N, Nintendo, X, being like a symbol for Switch, and if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, like in... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Common symbology. It's a, it's a far cry from the revolution and the, uh, and the, the dolphin... That's yeah. what the GameCube was. So the but. Nintendo Switch is essentially a tablet system that has a base station that connects to your television, and you are able to remove the tablet system from the base station and play all of your games on the go mm-hmm. with a set of controllers that strap to the sides of the tablet. Yeah, they click in, they slide into the sides from the top. It sounds really yeah. nice. You look like you're skiing. Yeah. Something like that. Yep. There are... Yeah, but, they call yeah. that skiing. So you can slide those, oh, you skiing. can slide those yeah. controllers onto the uh, onto the either side of the Keep tablet. Keep doing that, <laughs> or you can slide them into this like controller base station that makes it look like a more natural, like not natural. It looks a lot like that huge controller that came with knights. I bet you that's a Sega giant Saturn. battery that lasts for days, which is possible. That's, that's fine. I, you know, that's cool. I think that's kind of a cool. I was wondering about that. I was like, so does the system charge those? They call them Joy Cons, are the ones that slide on to either side. Yeah, because they're controllers. Joystick controllers. controllers. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I was wondering mm-hmm. if those get charged by the system or if those actually lo- use so little power that they act as extra battery packs for the tablet. That would be interesting. Which is, I think would be a cool idea. However, you can slide them off, obviously, and play games like two-player with each person has a Joy-Con, which yeah, is pretty interesting. Yeah, that's super cool. I saw that. Yeah, so that I think that's really cool. Uh, it looks like they're also going to sell a Pro Controller with it. Or mm-hmm. like they, on, yeah, they will. Separately, yeah, like an at Xbox-looking least. controller. Yeah, more, a more traditional-looking controller, which looked fine i liked the pro controller that's that's uh you can buy for the wii u so um that's cool they showed some some games like little like no, skyrim no concrete details and apparently bethesda even came out and was like we are not committing to the fact that skyrim will be on the nx which is really yeah really that was kind of disappointing to read <laughs> i think it i think it'll come out i think they're just they haven't finalized that discussion it Although, just seems weird to that me Nintendo it, make, would it would make more sense if they had fallout 4 on there but because that's their i mean don't game. don't get me wrong well so, skyrim skyrim remastered edition comes out like a in like a couple weeks True. yeah so here's the thing though if we want to talk about these these third-party supporters okay so nintendo has never had a problem with first party support that's what they're known for is like being the company <laughs> that supports their own systems and does a really yeah. nice job of it 
and they kind of like all the third party support kind of teeters off. Like they don't really have a ton of third party yeah, support. Yeah, it hasn't really. I think some people say since the days of the Super Nintendo, I would say that even the N sixty four had better third party support than than maybe the GameCube did. Yeah, because uh, I mean, Rare made all the games for sixty four. Yeah. But anyways, uh, what I was getting at was that. You've got a different architecture now. It's using an NVIDIA Tegra chip, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. It's basically an NVIDIA Shield, is what everybody on the internet is calling it, a glorified NVIDIA Shield. But what people don't understand is... Does the is, Shield actually play any games natively on it, though? I don't I don't really know. I, I don't know enough about stuff. Shield for me to really I think, care. No, he, it does have actual games. It does native. I'm pretty but sure. But doesn't it only play, like, Android stuff? Uh, I think so. It, it runs doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't play, system. like... Yeah, it doesn't play... You can't play Skyrim on it, you right? Can but that's it to it. So, anyways, what I was what I was getting at is that you now have an architecture that more people are familiar with. I think, and yeah. the third party support will come in time. More people are familiar with, but it's still not the same architecture as Sony and Microsoft's flagships. Yeah, it's right still now. A, a mobile architecture, yeah. basically. So it's. It's it's getting better. It's better than the Power PC chip or whatever the Wii was using, right? And the Wii U, consequently, but uh, I, you know, that's that's good. But we'll see if the fruit really bear. Like it, the fact that it is probably still underpowered compared to the Neo or Pro PlayStation well, Pro and the, and the Scorpio is not good news for Nintendo with that, within that respect, but. I don't know. Here's the thing. You said nobody nobody ever is worried about the first, first party support for a Nintendo console. Yeah. It's going to be even better this time. Because instead of having people doing stuff for the Wii U and the 3DS, or the Wii and the DS, or the GameCube and the Game Boy Advance, they're it's all, all going to combined, one place. Right. All your Pokemon games are going to be on this thing. All like Everything is going to be coming to one point. Right. Which is awesome. Like... Nintendo first party support has been enough for some people to buy a Wii U and just be happy with it because you get games like Mario Maker and Splatoon, uh, the Legend of Zelda uh, remasters and that kind of stuff. But imagine getting all of that plus all of the 3DS stuff all on one system. It'd like, be amazing. There's going to be a lot of support from it just from Nintendo alone. So that's yeah, and that's awesome. Nintendo news. combined their mobile division and mobiles and handhelds with their console people. Like yeah. that, that was a consolidation move that they made like in 2013, I think. I mean, yeah, maybe uh, overshooting it, was, that. it might it's be in the past couple of years. Yeah, but, but anyways, they, they made that with all of this in mind, you yeah. know. So good the, move on their part. I mean, they're taking the best, like I mean, they're taking, well, they're taking everything they taking have, everything, and putting, putting it all in one basket, and absolutely. they're going to make one hell of a basket, which is which is really cool. And they're definitely calling this a home console. It's not the successor to the 3ds. This is the next home supposedly. Console. There might still be like another. 3ds. Yeah, I don't. I don't point? know how likely. Maybe that it'll is. just be a Switch Mini. Yeah. Some people were saying that it could. So apparently, it'll, I bet you it'll be a cell phone. They're going to come out with their own version of a cell phone that has all of the capabilities of the Switch. Maybe. Maybe. Who just knows? to just to get more into the mobile market because that's the shift they're seeing in like younger gamers. I mean, Pokemon Go, blah blah blah. Could like, just have yeah. a, a cell phone with the uh, Joy Cons inside. That's and that's the other thing I was saying in our group message was, what if they just started making peripherals that you can slap on your cell phone? Yeah, but not like nobody buys those peripherals. I would. I've been dying you for like would. a good peripheral to play games on my phone because I feel like all the ones that are out there are just stupid, and I hate that's like Bluetooth controller. Point one percent of the gaming population wants another thing to lug around with their phone. Like that's not going to make it any more convenient for you to game on your thing. Like that. 
I think I think that's still a really limited market, and for Nintendo to step down from doing consoles going to like making game peripherals would not be great. Obviously, be game peripherals and apps like Super Mario Run or whatever right. is coming, but I don't know. I mean, I I don't I don't see them releasing another handheld. I don't think they would re cannibalize things after trying to unify them with this. But they'll probably just see. make other versions of the DS and stuff like that. Maybe. So. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, this thing will... The the Switch does use game cartridges. Which is an interesting interesting. Move. I think that's... Um, yeah, we're probably in the right place as far as pricing goes on solid-state memory. Yeah, I think so, too. That's worthwhile. Like, you can get 32 gigabyte SD cards for how much money? Like, it's... $5. Yeah, it shouldn't be too bad. Which is totally fine. Plus, it makes things more stable. Yeah, for but if you want to upgrade from the 32 gigabyte version of your phone to the 64 gigabyte version of your exact same phone, it costs you $150 more. I yeah. do it makes wonder. Makes no sense at all. Does that mean that if if they have the cartridge system, does that mean they're not going to have digital download? No, they no, are. I think they will. They'll probably still have a marketplace, and that's okay. probably because they did say that they're not going to have like full backwards compatibility, like the Wii U had. And the the 3ds has had, um, they're probably still going to have some kind of marketplace with like emulation of some sort to have like the retro gaming mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Yeah, and some people noted that the um, that the game slot does it is labeled like game slot, so they theorize that there's like a memory slot too or something like that that'll use SD cards to have expandable memory. Yeah. Nintendo is known to use SD cards with the 3ds, so it's that's it's. They would hopefully not be making any proprietary memory like Sony right. did, which uh, is a big mistake. Memory stick. Yep. Memory stick pro, memory yeah. stick duo. Um, and then, yeah, so the other thing, the, there are other, there's a lot of other speculation that we don't know. Supposedly, the, the um, base station actually uses or does enhance the graphics. No, like I, it, I was reading the opposite. Uh, there's there's rumors saying either way. So it maybe the, the when you have it docked, it can power things a little bit more. Docking. <laughs> you guys are ridiculous. Uh, but then... Uh, the only things I care about are battery life and price. Yeah, which is coming. The the th- so, so, Supposed price is $299 or a $399 bundle. No ideas what the bundle's going to have. Probably it comes yet. with all of the controller peripherals and maybe a game. I would think... Uh, my guess is that the $299 will come with the... You get the dock, the tablet, the two Joy-Cons, and you probably get the shell controller to, to slip those into. Yeah. I would bet that the Pro Controller comes with the the three ninety nine bundle with a game, like you said. Yeah. Or something something of that sort. Um, but who knows? We're all talking out of our butts at that point. And it's coming out March 2017. Still. That's recording. not that far off. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of exciting. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's in between it's, buying a house, I've got to save money for that. <laughs> this is the shortest uh the shortest console release besides the Sega Saturn, I think, from announcement to release. Yeah. Cuz the Sega Saturn came out immediately. Sega was like, it's, "It's E3, like, here's the Sega Saturn," and everybody's like, "What? Run to the store." And then nobody bought it. I hope that's not <laughs> like a f- that doesn't foreshadow a failure. On their part, I, I don't, don't think, think it will that because Nintendo's big enough. Foreshadows a failure. But. I think uh, it's it's interesting seeing people talk about it. It's interesting that it's not coming out before the holidays. I think they wanted to. I think they just needed more time. 
is my guess. But that's the thing. They could use the, like, from March until the following, like, you know, a year from now, they can use all this time to build up. Yeah, I think I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. Build up a, a library of games, build up the capability of the system itself, you know, it's, and, and it's eventually, like, that's, like, a year from now, we're going to see, like, a bundle kit for the Nintendo Switch that comes with, like, five first-party games, all of the controllers, memory expansions, whatever, like... You're going to see a huge bundle that's an affordable I would, I would amount that's going to put this into more people's homes than the current, like the the first launch will be. I think what it's basically going to be, I, the way that I see it happening is obviously we get uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild next March right? with the NX coming out. And I would say that, that they show a new 3D Mario game, I would expect that maybe that's going to hit around holiday time. And that'll be bundled in. People will be like, all right. Four hundred dollars. Here we go. I'll go ahead and do this. Yeah, because it's not like they're going to get hit by the Scorpio that hard. You know, that's a, it's a different market. Right. People don't. We could talk about the Scorpio and how that's going to do all day, but you know, I, it's interesting. I'm excited to see it. I will probably be buying one. Um, and uh, and and I'm excited to see what they're going to do. It looked like there was maybe a Splatoon sequel that they kind of showed there. There was also a new. People said it was a new Mario Kart because you can't drive as King Boo in Mario Kart Eight, so it had to be a new one. Yeah. There were those rumors about a Super Mario Maker uh, port, which if you could make Mario Maker stuff on the go and then like tether to your phone and upload it and play other Ooh. stuff, that would be sweet. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I'm interested. I think I actually want to get one. Yeah. If it's around two ninety nine, I feel like yeah. if it's more. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and we'll see what the what the third party support looks like. Ubisoft. There were a bunch of as always. They try to show all those logos that are like these people are working on stuff for the for the Switch, but uh, it always comes down to what goes on because I like Ubisoft like pulled support of the Wii U like less than a year into the life. To be perfectly honest, I mean, it looks like a a nice console and all it, but I would mainly want it just for the first party games. I can't yeah. see myself wanting to play any of the third party titles on that versus my Xbox or PS4. That's, I mean, that's true, but that, that's I kind mean, of the for thing. people that only are going to own one console. That's cool that they have that support. Yeah, sure. But I mean, for us, it doesn't make any difference really. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's kind of, but it, if that didn't matter that much, then maybe the Wii U would have sold better. I don't know. Like if the, if they had things like destiny and all that kind yeah. of crap, on no, that, I, I like it, it would be, it would be a, a much more compelling machine to more people. I yeah. It, it does matter to people that are but only going to, to have us. one console. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting uh, interesting ride for the Nintendo Switch. Your dog looks dead. She's not dead. <laughs> She's still alive. She is passed out. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Yeah. There's more was news. There, was there other news? Yeah. What other news? Red Dead Redemption 2. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah. Coming fall 2017. Excuse me, spring 2018. Excuse me, summer 2018. Thursday was Excuse a... me, fall 2018, probably. <laughs> Thursday was an exciting day. It was a very exciting day. At 10 o'clock, we got the Nintendo Switch three-minute trailer, and then we got a one-minute-long Red Dead Probably mostly pre-rendered with. A I don't bit of think stuff. so. I think, I think that was gameplay. I think it's mostly pre-rendered up until you see the horses ride towards the camera. That's my guess. That's my guess. They usually for do how so- far they 
they went with the the graphics or how far they've come with the graphics for GTA games. I can only imagine that Red Dead Maybe. could look that. Good. I hope I'm wrong. It looks gorgeous, and I like. But I, I when I look at it, I'm like, this looks like it's got to be some kind of pre-rendered. There was like no gameplay in it. You got to show me some gameplay, and then I'll believe you. So we'll see. It doesn't matter. It could look like shit, and I'd still want it. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be good. Awesome. I mean, it'll, it'll be exciting to I'm, get in there. I'm really excited to see where they take the multiplayer more than anything. Yeah, I can't wait I, to I just, buy different colored horses. and yeah. <laughs> You can pimp out your own horse. Own my own train and all that kinds of crap. Here's a mine cart. <laughs> Ooh. One of those like two person like mine, <laughs> mine car races. <laughs> you have to press the button as fast as you can to get it going. No, it has to be in rhythm with the other person I'm pretty all sure. over the internet. It, those were in Red Dead, weren't they? I, I don't. So. I don't remember. I'm pretty I sure they so. were. Yeah, I think so. Shun me all you want. I've never really gotten into Red Dead. So, oh, it's so good. I'm it's sure I'll so get good. into Red Dead too. I'm sure. Yeah, it's possible. It's very possible. That's when you guys got to get on PlayStation. Yeah, you just have to. Corey doesn't care about that. I don't know. You no, because Corey will only play the game that shall not be named. Like, yeah, it's- you, uh, you have to get it on PlayStation because Gojo's going to buy it. Nick's going to buy it. Zach's going to buy it. Willie's going to buy. Everybody's going to buy yeah. that game. But and everybody gonna, I know Rick's on gonna Xbox gonna is going to buy it too. Yeah, but they suck. So play with us, <laughs> and then we're going to go and hunt Will. We'll do good Will hunting good like hunting. we did yeah. on, on the original one. We'll push some bears into some lakes, and everybody's <laughs> going to have a good time. <laughs> It's oh, that's good. it's so good. I can't wait. Yeah, I it'll. That's the thing. Like I another Rockstar game where I won't touch the story at all. That's not true. I, I, I liked. I almost I liked, finished the story of Red Dead. I finished it. I got to the last mission and then I just didn't finish it. I've yeah. always liked playing the GTA games, like all the way back to like the first one. I never actually played the game though. You just like I always, around in it. yeah, like they're always really great sandbox experiences. I you actually, know? And, I used to play the original GTA, or maybe it was GTA Two, or both uh, multiplayer. Yeah, like I PC, that's, PC. That like was a I just lot of fun. I just played them all single player, and then when GTA Four came out and had the online component, I would just do free for all, yeah, and just run around online and do. I never played the real game. Like I never, yeah. I got maybe ten minutes into the story and I was bored out of my mind, so I just gave up on it. I almost finished that one too. In GTA Five, I think I started the game. I did the intro section. And that's it. I've only and then ever it was played just online. I've the, only ever played the the minimal amount of GTA. The story for GTA Five is actually way more fun to play than any of the other GTA because it flips characters, right? Yeah, like it gives you variety. I mean, which, but yeah. Um, yeah, but I didn't want to get good. I never it. finished it just because I spend all my time playing multiplayer because it's just so good. Yeah, the multiplayer. I didn't want to get good at driving with one character to then have to get good at driving with another character to yeah. then do it again. And then have to do it online. It's not too. like they drive different. They really do because I, I I put down. I actually I bought Grand Theft Auto Five for Xbox when it, the day it came out. I played it and was like, this game still controls like absolute garbage. And then I traded it in because it was terrible. I was like, I can't drive at all. And then after driving forever because your driving stat builds, it oh, handles yeah. so much better. Like it, it's just. Uh, you know, whatever for realism yeah. and like training. I forgot stats, about that but, part. <laughs> like they, because they do drive very differently. And I was like, well, if they're not going to fix the shooting and blah 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 blah, they did fix the shooting. Well, but you I know need, your uh, aiming stats need to get better. Franklin in order for the did have the uh, slow down mode thing, which is a lifesaver when you're driving. I don't think I played long enough to even know that he had that. <laughs> so <laughs> you learn the first time he steps into a car. 
Oh, well, and I don't he's know. He's the then. second character you play. Maybe first. I don't know. I don't Franklin was the first, but... Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know their names, if that tells you anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The guy who plays... Uh, Who's the the dude with the balding dude? Trevor. Trevor. He the guy is who plays Trevor is uh, and scary. He's in Westworld. Oh, no, oh, really? He play he plays this like. Uh, Does he look like Wild that? West? Yeah, absolutely. He looks exactly like Trevor. Oh, that's awesome. So no, he's really good. Everybody should be watching Westworld if you like video games. Because yeah, Nick, there's like, Nick I and I talk about. I heard there's games. a really good podcast. Um, yes, it's called Westworld, Westworld FM. FM. Yeah. And Nick and I talk about Red Dead and Grand Theft Auto and Skyrim. Uh, we talk about these things because they're very relevant to the TV show. Interesting. Yeah. You guys gotta check it out but for sure. All right. Yeah, Red Dead Two. Coming to you at some point in the next few years, because Rockstar is going to delay it. Yep. Is there any more news? I don't think so. I uh, think that's we mostly it. did get feedback that I'm recalling now from our last episode. I'm trying to pull it up, because I figured we might as well go over that now. Sure. This is Pat? Yeah. Yeah. I remember him writing something. Yeah, it was about throwback games. He says, what up, my nerds? I think an interesting take on classic games would be not just being all nostalgic, but go back and actually play them. might be kind of tough, but with the emulators and whatnot, it shouldn't be too hard. See what games held up and are still really great today. Maybe have one host pick a game each week that they love from the past, but the other host had little or no experience with. See how the memories compare to the new experience. Another idea would be to take an old gaming publication from years back, maybe match months, and play whatever cover story was. Whatever the cover story was. That's actually not a bad idea. I kind of yeah. like that. Compare their article to your present day experience and talk about what came of the game compared to the hype from the article. Always drunk, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. I think it'd be a lot of fun to uh, to capture whoever. Like, We could all sit down and play it and we could capture footage of us playing it yeah. and then film us totally rad show style on stools against the green screen and just put it in the lower corner. <laughs> I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. It would just be... It's that's I mean, a lot of work. If we were gonna I bought, I just bought two mini cell phone tripods. They're they're going to be coming, so I can videotape people playing VR. That'd be good. Or myself yeah. playing VR. Yeah, I did take video of, of Nick and Willie, and actually of Nicole playing some VR, and they're all very entertaining in different ways. Yeah, but, interesting. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that's a great idea, Pat. I think we'll. Uh, I love yeah. the idea. I, I think the, yeah. the the cover story one is a really good one. Yeah. Too bad I don't have any of my like EGMs. I yeah, think I, I had a ton of electronic I gaming. I used monthlies. to have them, but I might have thrown them away. Did Andy throw all of his Nintendo powers out? Mom threw all of Andy's yeah. Nintendo powers out, but yeah. I took all of the centerfold pictures out of them and had them built in, like all pasted up in my old room. That's at the awesome. old house. We might have a bunch of PSMs in your room at Mom and Dad's. Yeah, <laughs> there's some of those. I think I don't know how many though. I know I definitely have the Final Fantasy VII ones because yeah. that was like a cover story for like months. Yeah. Um, but I, I like the idea. It'd be interesting to just. I'm sure we can find a database of like old like. They used to have a bunch gaming and magazines. I think they were uploading a bunch of Nintendo powers to archive.org, and then Nintendo was like, mm, and then they stopped. I really like. I, I'd probably but, pay attention to like Game course. Game Informer and like EGM would be the Such main a ones. Buzz Game Informer those. for more recent stuff, and EGM for all the older things because EGM goes way back to like Sega. So yeah, and those those guys are all the guys who I listen to on podcasts. Yeah, you know the the Giant Bomb guys were at GameStop or GameSpot, and then before that, their Player One podcast guys were all EGM dudes. I think so. It's always fun to hear them talk about those days, but it would be cool to go back and see what they said about certain things. Yeah. It's funny listening to them on podcasts because they all know 
which one of them gave something ridiculous, a really good sto- good score, and then they just relentlessly <laughs> give them shit about it because it's like they they do not let it go. Yeah, and it's really funny, but yeah, right on, Brian. Why don't you talk about Gears Four for a minute? What are your thoughts? How is it? Do you love it? Are you How playing, far did you get? Are you playing I on PC? Am, I'm playing on Xbox, okay. actually. I felt like my PC isn't quite up to snuff, although I've heard uh, really good things about the performance. Yeah. Although I guess there's some issues with multiplayer. Oh. But, mm. Yeah. Yeah, they were having connection issues or something, right? Yeah. Because I think like the that. online mode... Well, yeah, because the online mode... If you do horde mode, any of the... Co-op or horde mode, mode and co-op you can play cross-platform, yes. but the competitive you can't, and that that makes sense to me. Because yeah. I don't want to get schooled by somebody with a mouse and keyboard yeah. on my Xbox. Um, yeah, I'm really pleased with it so far. It might be one of my favorite campaigns out of all of them. I'm How not done in yet, though. I'm I think halfway through Act Four, and I looked it up before I came here. There's just five acts. Okay, cool. Um, I would be done with it by now if I was playing co-op. Yeah. Because it gets frustrating sometimes only having the AI to uh, revive you and stuff. Yeah. But that being said, they are pretty competent most of the time. They're, they're, they'll go out of their way to revive you. It gives you an extra chance to not have to restart. Um, yeah, I'm pretty impressed by the technology, too. Like the Unreal... And, Four engine. I mean, it's not the best looking game out there right now. It's not mind blowing like the first Gears was. Yeah, back then, but um, it's still a very nice looking game, and it it runs really well. And the the campaign's locked at thirty frames per second on Xbox, but multiplayer is a full sixty. That's cool, and that makes it feel like really responsive. And it's the first Gears that's been at sixty frames. So nice. I haven't played multiplayer too much. Um, I actually haven't even tried Horde mode, even though that's my favorite thing in the Gears franchise. But um, that's I don't have anybody player? to play with. Does it? <laughs> does it? The whole thing? Does the whole experience feel pretty natural? They change a lot of the game at all, or does it? I mean, does it feel like Gears? Or it yeah. feels like Gears, but I feel like. The controls are a little more responsive feeling. Okay. Like, as far as the cover system goes, it's yeah, not too always, sticky, but it's not too loose. That's, that's cool. cool. And, like, you can kind of do the uh, division thing, like, where you can run up to the next thing just by... Okay. Like, hitting like a if, button if you hold A for, like, the roadie run, yeah. the sprint, you can just run up to the cover and just... Yeah, I mean, cover systems are always a tough one to get right, I feel like. And I thought the division did a fairly nice job with the controls, so it's... And Gears always had, like, good controls, but I did feel like the, the cover yeah. system was, like, really sticky, like, heavy stick. So It's, it's not bad. Um, the guys always felt sluggish when I played it, too, they're so not, it sounds like yeah, they it's don't not that. feel sluggish. I think maybe it's because they're not as bulky as they were before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they but, toned it down uh, Yeah, they bit. toned it down a bit. The armor's a little smaller. Well, it's the future, so it's gotten more lightweight well, yeah, and flexible. Yeah. So, you know, exactly. it's just, a lot of uh lightweight they, materials. They've incorporated those, you know, physical attributes to the, they have, the uh, futuristic game. There's a lot of cool new weapons. There's what, why new would you enemies use anything other than the chainsaw? <laughs> which is cool. The Ripper. Yeah. Well, that's because they have a gun that shoots 
circular oh yeah blade. The, the saw blade gun. <laughs> nice. that was pretty the cool from, kill. i remember seeing that in the previews that was the best part of half-life 2 so yeah it's basically it's pretty fun but it's one of the it's one of the weapons where you have to carry it around like the malter like the big chain gun from the old games yeah so uh there's only so much fun you can have with it that's yeah. probably like my biggest complaint is weapons like that i feel like they're cool to use but it's really hard to hang on to them and stay alive long enough to actually fire a shot. Right. Like you get knocked down um, so quick when you're not in cover or even if you are in cover and you poke your head up for a second, you you just, you get taken out pretty damn fast in this game. So yeah. it's like, oh, it's hard to use weapons like that effectively. So did you play Gears of War Judgment? I did not. That's the only one I haven't played. I think that's what a lot of people... That's what I've heard a lot of people say, is that having skipped over Judgment, they felt like it was actually time for a new Gears this time around. Whereas I think Judgment came pretty quickly after Gears of War 3. Yeah, Judgment is made... I want to say People Can Fly made it, maybe not. Yeah, it it, it wasn't the original team, but... Yeah, and this is not 100% the original team. It's not... Yeah, but... um, like one, like the lead. I want to say the lead designer, or whatever, was part of the yeah, Gears team, back. and some of the other people. Yeah, um, and and that's funny because I think that kind of mirrored God of War, because God of War had one, two, and three, and then Ascension came out. Yeah, so, and similar structure wise, and people were just like, "This isn't. I don't want this right now." And it sounds like Gears of War four and the new God of War will probably be really big and and good. And yeah, I feel happy. like. They did a really good job approaching this. They, they basically did, they pulled a Force Awakens pretty much, yeah. And they like have one of the mainstay old characters. It's not really a mystery anymore. No, like Marcus, Marcus is in it. Yeah, everybody yeah. knows that. And then the, his son is the main character. So it's kind of like it's like a they're passing the torch along to the next yeah. generation of Gears people. And um, but and at the same time, they cool make all the the fans yeah that have been playing the games forever the right. best compliment that, the, that i've heard the game get well it's not really it's it's a backhand compliment was that they don't spend enough time with the new team like apparently the new team works really well together but i've heard people want more development out of them because they like them which is good yeah they're they're very likable and they have they they have a good rapport like i mean they're they're always talking yeah about making silly jokes and stuff through the whole campaign which is cool it's awesome um, it's kind of disappointing that it's a three-person team, but that's so Marcus can fit in with them because yeah, he I actually see. is in a decent amount of the game. That's cool. But uh, the downside is you can't have four-player co-op because of that, which originally Gears didn't have four-player co-op anyways, yeah. but then the later versions three did and have four. Three at least, and, uh, yeah. yeah, at least three had four. I feel like three is the magic number. Yeah, they yeah. should have at least made it a three-player co-op game. I don't really understand why it's only two-player. Yeah. It makes no sense yeah, to me. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> but on the plus side, it still has split screen, apparently well, on good. PC that's as well. pretty awesome because and that's, it's that's not a, a rare thing. thing. And that, I but mean, no, I don't personally plan on using it, but I used to use it all the time with the old Gears games. And I don't I like think that it's it still has there. split screen multiplayer on the PC. No, which or, it used to. Yeah. But it has uh, the co-op campaign you can play yeah, that's all good. the way through. That's good. Screen. Great cool. on. Um, yeah. I'm really 
interested in playing horde mode and more competitive stuff online, but I'm waiting for the rest of my friends that I know are going to get it to actually get it. Yeah. That's fair. I think I have I think I have some best buy money I could probably drop on it. I would like to hear your thoughts on the um on the consumable card stuff that's going on with it. Because the thing about the game is that all any new maps that come up are going to be free, but you cannot pick them for like private matches unless you've bought the DLC, like their season uh, pass or whatever. That's fine. Which is, that's cool that everybody's going to get it and that they don't have to like fracture the player base or anything like, like map packs usually do. Yeah. But I've also heard that they've really dialed in the consumable... Like modifier cards that you can use to make your weapons more effective and stuff like that, for in terms of horde mode and yeah, I multiplayer. I investigated that stuff a little bit because they give you a bunch of packs for free yeah. too, and I don't I don't know if I'm a big fan of all that extra stuff they stuff added. Like I liked how simple it was, but I understand they're trying to follow the trends. They want of more money God and all that. Yeah, yeah, but. I don't know. You'll I don't think it'll impact back. my fun of the game. Hopefully any. not. I don't know if that really like shows how intelligent these companies are for like putting those sorts of things in their games or how stupid we are as consumers that we just keep buying that shit. It's, but it's I don't think both. it's necessarily <laughs> us. I mean, it's not like we're the ones out there like are you do you guys buy packs from Hearthstone a lot? I don't. I don't really play Hearthstone enough to justify it to be, yeah. you know. It's there I think there is a small I, segment of pe- though, those people who made PlayStation Home a profitable thing back in the day. Back in the day as in like 2009 or whenever that was. Buying virtual clothes. Buying virtual shit. furniture for their virtual apartments on PlayStation Home where none of their friends are going to come to see them because right. who plays PlayStation Home? <laughs> like there were people that made that profitable for Sony. And they're the ones that spend all of that money. They're like, oh, man, I got to get all these hit cards, all the cards in Titanfall, and then, oh, I got to do it in the Halo game, and now I got to do it in Gears. Like, the, they're the ones that are keeping, that are making microtransactions happen still. So it's not us. We're not the dumb ones. I think the companies are smart because it's like you're leaving the money on the table if you don't figure out how to do that in your See, I have more of a problem... But- Paying microtransactions for a game that I already paid $60 for? Yeah. For Hearthstone, that's the only that's way they true. make money. That's really true. And they give you enough for free. I, well, I have I, bought I, an expansion, but I have not bought any like, any card. Yeah, packs. but when you buy the expansion, you get card packs with it and stuff like that. Uh, you right? get a lot of extra cards that are unlockable from playing. You don't get card packs. I thought they usually give you some card packs, too, when you get the expansion. Not, not to my knowledge. Okay, they didn't not. when I did, at least. Uh, but no, but with something like that, it does make sense because you got the game for free. This is how you can give yeah. them money and show you. Like, I have no qualms about somebody like buy. Like, if you go and do, uh, you know, you play a game, you get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Like, if we got Destiny for free, I wouldn't be. Oh, like, you said it. Oh, yeah, sure. I said, said it earlier name. too. We were going I said strong. it with the Wii U. Oh yeah, with the, with the Nintendo talk too. I must the have missed Nintendo that. Switch. But uh, we're never gonna go an episode without saying Destiny. But if you get that for free and then you can pay money to like get stuff out of it, even if you're just like, I have no qualms about spending $10 on even like a cosmetic thing in a game that I got for free if I'm playing it that much. 
But when no, I agree. I mean, that's to... how I played a bunch of these, a bunch of mobile games that I used to be into. They were free, and then, like, I realized, like, okay, I'm really not progressing past this point. So it was kind of pay to win, but at the same time, like, I got enough enjoyment out of playing the game itself. I didn't mind throwing the company like five bucks yeah. or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah I mean, and people that's, can that's argue same... that you can only go so far in Hearthstone without spending money too, but. It's still enjoyable without spending money. Yeah, maybe Just you won't be a pro be, player or whatever. Yeah, to be a pro tier player, you probably have to spend some money. Yeah, whatever. Or just play that all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, moving on from microtransactions. Or well, maybe back into them. So, Battlefield? Battlefield 1. I don't know anything about microtransactions with that game. <laughs> <laughs> they exist, I'm, I'm sure. sure they do, yeah. but... Uh, very, very nice-looking game, Brian I gotta say. I forgot that he bought it. <laughs> like, he bought it Friday and then went out and then, like, came home Saturday and <laughs> sat down and opened it because you forgot that you had bought it Friday. Or something, well, no. something to that effect. <laughs> I knew I bought it. Anyways, I didn't have time to play until today. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I played the beta quite a bit. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. Um. And yeah, it looks like the game's definitely not going to disappoint. However, once again, I'm playing by myself. I don't know why nobody picked it up. I expected like at least get, half I've of our friends list already. to pick it up. There's I'm, no hacker mode. You get PlayStation. Or yeah, he got PlayStation. Okay. Yeah, I got. PlayStation. You can uh, you can be a carrier pigeon. That's stupid. It's like hacker mode. No, it's not. It's like a World War One version of a. No, yeah, it's hacker. not. <laughs> There's actually there's, there's nothing hackery about that. <laughs> I still have yet to see that as an option though. Like I'll have to investigate that. There's a car- carrier pigeon mode, like something to do with carrier pigeons. I haven't tried that mode. Maybe if it's in VR, <laughs> they that do. Would be sweet. <laughs> One mode that I didn't know anything about is called operations, and it's super cool. Like I, I think all multiplayer games should have something like this. Uh, well, war style games. Um, it's basically you pick one of four of the theaters of operation and you play through like a series of battles. That's cool. That's, That's awesome. Sweet. Yeah. And it's very difficult too, because like the one theater that I picked was like, I want to say it was in Germany or France and it was just like ridiculous trench warfare. I mean, <laughs> like we were, our, team was trying to advance on the other team. Like there's an attacker and defender scenario and all of these. And, uh, basically they give you like two points next to each other on like a long, narrow battlefield. And you just have to keep moving up. And then you, you only get so many attacks before you, uh, you fail. And then it it gives you like an alternate history Hmm. or the actual history based on the outcome of that battle. But, um, yeah, like, it's just, it's very, very immersive, I feel. Like, it's just very much World War One looking. I mean, like, the graphics are amazing, for one thing, for on uh, PS4. And it looks like it runs at a pretty good frame rate, too. But Cool. Yeah, I don't know. I'm interested in playing that more, but I really hope, uh, especially Zach, I hope he picks it up, because <laughs> right. just destroying people in the beta. <laughs> He was, and I was tagging along. <laughs> yeah, I bet more people will pick it up. It just, it'll, you know. We've had a lot of we've had a lot of big games drop in the in the past. Oh yeah, there's still more coming. 
Yeah, it's Civ just, Six is coming out. Yeah. Civ Six week. is already out. I think it's hard to keep up. Oh, yeah, you know, does that so. come out Friday? I think so. Oh man. Oh, uh oh. And then uh, <laughs> I've heard good things about that too. And then I would still like to pick Titan up Fall Civ Six coming out. And play with you guys, but we we get pretty into it, man. That's just this month. You're not even into November. Yeah, we're not even in November. You yet. got Call of Duty coming. Uh, PS Pro is November. PlayStation 10th. Pro coming November 10th. There's, but there, I think there's more. I don't know. I'm debating trading up. I think yeah. I want to because I'm pretty sure Battlefield's one of the games that will play in 4K, and that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I haven't looked at that list. I just want. I think the, it has to because it come. It, it's come out within the past couple of weeks. I think things needed yeah. to have. The, I just want my VR experience to be as polished as possible. I am a little worried about that. Because Sony hasn't come out and said anything of like, this is going to be better in this way with PlayStation Pro. Like, I want to yeah. know like, what's what really exactly? going to be better. Because right now, things things seem pretty good. I haven't gotten to the point where anything has seemed really stuttery. Are we VR? shifting the conversation now? I guess we might as well. Did you want to say Fine, anything Any final about thoughts about Battlefield? Battlefield and Gears? Oh, I like the uh, way they have the campaign structured in Battlefield. Okay. Yeah, so it's you just started like playing the... I, I played the prologue. Okay. And it was that very you, grim. You die multiple times. Yeah. And different, yeah. <laughs> in it, all it, honesty, those the the campaign in all of those first-person shooters like that was my way of getting ready for playing multiplayer. Yeah. So I always, like, in all the Call of Duties that I used to play, I would always play the campaign. And they're short. Yeah, they're that's like, the thing. Like, they're like eight to ten hours long, maybe. Battlefield know? campaigns don't really prepare you for right multiplayer um the gears campaign actually cleverly incorporates new elements of the uh horde 3.0 okay so they can kind of teach you in the campaign that's cool that's pretty cool yeah cool um see and that's the kind of thing they should do more in campaigns is like have some element of that multiplayer like kind of thrown in there a little bit so that you're not only teaching people how to play the multiplayer, but also influencing them to want to play the multiplayer, you yeah. know, like introducing them to that idea. So just, in a, yeah. you know, throwing that out there. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, I don't remember. Are both of those games worth 60 bucks? Yeah, definitely. Okay, there you go. They both have solid campaigns as far as I can tell. Well, the Battlefield one is probably on the short side. They always I don't are. Really, I buy those games for They're, multiplayer. Yeah. Right. And they, I think there's 10 maps in multiplayer, and that's a lot for Battlefield because the maps are huge yeah. and very yeah. replayable. Yeah, that's cool. Like, I don't get sick of maps like I do with some other games. Like, oh, not this map again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I hope more people get that because it's just, it's way more fun to play. Like, when you have four or five people you're playing with... Oh, when we were all playing... You can play as a squad, and you can spawn on each other, and When really we were playing Hardline together, I mean, that was a ton of fun, you know? Yeah, it, well, Battlefield 1's way better than Hardline, I can tell you that. Yeah. Uh, there's no hacker mode, once again, in Battlefield 1. Battlefield... I was over yeah, at but you Nick's, can ride a horse. There's got to be some kind of support <laughs> character. I was over at play. Nick's a couple weeks ago, and he like opened up the PlayStation Store, and it's like, Battlefield Hardline is $4 right now. <laughs> and I was like, I would buy it again if it means I get to play Hacker Mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I don't, think, I don't think anybody bought it. Yeah. So, oh, well. You could pick up Battlefield 4 and be a commander. I, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. It's the same thing as Hacker Mode, pretty much. Just doesn't sound as cool. 
Yeah, whatever. Anyways, so <laughs> a week has gone by since the release of PlayStation VR. Yeah, a little and over a week. We've spent. I've spent every night this past week playing it. I've spent every night that I could. There's been a few nights where I didn't spend have a lot time. of time on the weekends playing it. I've had two weekends with it now, so technically speaking. Let's start from like a technical standpoint as as our conversation was kind of going. Have you had any like issues so far? Okay, so the only issues I've had, uh, I'm having tracking issues here and there, and I've I've figured out little by little what the problems are within the room that I'm yeah. in. And a lot of the times it I'm comes... I'm going to take a guess here, sorry. Go ahead. It's the dogs running around like idiots no. behind you. It's not. You it's really not. So, because the, the camera isn't even... It's literally pointed... The way I have it set up is it's pointed at me on the couch that I'm on, and that's it. And like you can see part of the coffee table... You can't really see the dogs. And it's not even like it has to be like a bright light is what yeah. you, you end up with tracking issues with. So last night, for instance, I was playing Eve and I had closed the windows and turned off all the lights. And I noticed as I, I had the camera thing flicked on to see if I need to adjust the camera in any way, shape or form to get the best possible tracking. There was glare coming off the thermostat behind me mm. and it was bright, yeah. like really bright. So I covered that up. And from there, like I had much better... I had a much better experience with the tracking after covering that up. Now, I've also had issues with tracking uh, if the light from outside of the apartment is gl- like glaring on my skin. Everything seems to shift to the when left. When you're getting all sweaty? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I've had issues with a lot of left drift, you know, and mm. I've, I've had some right drift depending on the game I'm playing. Um, that's That's the biggest issue I've had is drift. And... Uh, I did get the the Xbox hooked into it and used it as a display for the Xbox. There's a ton of drift for that, so it's pretty much impossible to play Xbox on it. That's really weird. Which is well, kind of a bummer. It's not really designed for that. It's not designed for what to be a heads up display and to be like an I head mean mounted head mounted display. Like, well, I that I don't know. That's really weird. I feel like it'd be weird that. Do you get a lot of drift in just the menu for the PlayStation then? Not really. No. So that doesn't make all. any sense to me. Like, right. And why why would the Xbox if I'm just looking at screens like in the headset, you know, I'm looking at two I'm guessing they're two independent screens. No, it's one, no, full, it's screen. one full screen. Yeah. So if yeah, I'm looking at PSVR one full screen, is. why is it drifting? If I'm just using it in theater mode or whatever for the Xbox. Well, because like, in theater mode it's still like it's still deciding where to display that theater screen for you depending right. on how your head is oriented. So so if it starts perceiving you as like leaning away from it or something, like you can still look away from it, and it's still processing audio in a way yeah. that you can actually hear. Like I don't know if you've done that at all, but yeah, if you, I was watching if you Netflix turn one on it. Away, I was watching Netflix on PlayStation. I I thought that was really cool. That like if you turn your head to the right and your like your ear is facing the screen, you can hear most of the sound in your left ear. And if yeah. you turn your ear you turn your head all the way to the left, you hear most of the sound in your right ear. So it has like that cool three D like My guess is it still sound. probably does that in the Xbox mode too. It's it's possible. I don't yeah. know. And but so, so those that's those have been my main issues is just tracking issues. And I've also had a problem with it tra- tracking when like Megan has a different light on. Like not a light behind me, but a light that's in front of me. If she has that on that's caused problems where I'm having the foreground like judder, like Move. like shift. You know, sh- it shifts back and forth and kind of makes you feel a little. Yeah, sick. I wonder if it's like making a shine on your headset. And yeah, like it, it could be it. anything as simple as that. And like for instance, like the in, when playing Eve, you've got 
basically in front of you, you've got like the main display of Eve, and then the menus and things are beneath you. So you yeah. have to actually physically look down to like look at your profile or look at your your ships, go to the That's hangar or whatever. Cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, but when you have to tip your head all the way down to do that, and maybe it's just because I'm slouching on a couch, like I literally am like jamming my chin <laughs> into my chest as hard as I possibly can to look as far down as I can. <laughs> To look now at I just those want things. you to have a podcast called Slouch on a Couch. Do you still freak out once in a while when you realize you can't move your legs? In the game? Yeah. No. <laughs> Gotten used to that. That freaked me out a little bit. That's that's the only... Those are the only technical problems I'm having. Yeah, I'm not really having any And they're huge... not... I've had... I've seen improvements when I've done cold resets of the whole system. So shut down completely, not put it in rest mode, but shut it down completely and turn it back on. I'm having, so I've been doing that from now on. Like I just turn my PlayStation all the way off whenever I'm done. So when I kick it back on, it's, it's a cold reset. takes a little bit longer to load, but I mean, give me a fucking break. I'm not in that much of a hurry. So just gotta get in my virtual reality. Yeah. So that's the biggest technical issue I've had. Yeah. I haven't really had a lot in, in the way of technical issues. Uh, a little bit of tracking stuff, like you said, mostly just the controller moving back and forth on me. Yeah. Most of the games, it doesn't matter that much anyway. Uh, when the controller moves, uh, if it's, you know, just the, the PlayStation controller, the move controllers, it's going to say, isn't the move controller supposed to move? Well, yeah, it's supposed to move, but it's supposed to move when you move your hand. And in some cases, it kind of slides back mm-hmm. and forth a little bit because the like the weird technology that Sony uses, it's a glowing orb. Mm-hmm. So it somehow is using that data to judge where that thing is in space, and it's really strange. But So I haven't yeah, really had any strange. issues like that. Uh, but in terms of the PlayStation Pro, I'm like, I'm not necessarily having big frame rate issues. Oh, not at all. Any no. of these games. So I'm really wondering. I think is it what so it's going to do is allow them to have better textures and stuff like that. Maybe that's the case. Maybe it'll allow better textures and like because I, I know there's I know there's processing. Some, I, maybe, but who knows? I don't. I don't really know much about that. Maybe nothing. But. The like some people have said that uh, Eve, there's a big difference in the graphics from Eve between Vive and and uh, I think the biggest difference is you won't have to have all those damn cables coming no, out of the front do. of your PlayStation. You still I, do. I thought there was a back USB on. Well, the, there's uh, one back USB, yeah. So you can plug that in the back, but who cares? That's a huge difference. Why? <laughs> you can't use the wireless headset anyways. Everything's got to be plugged into the controller, like yeah. into the headset. Oh, so. Yeah, if you want the 3D audio processing, it has to go into the headset or the, the, the headphone little, jack, the little remote in the remote for the headset. Yeah, but um, so I'm I'm very curious for Sony to say something about that and for people to come out and say, oh yeah, the Thumper VR 4K mo- or like what what any of the PlayStation Pro is going to do for PlayStation VR. Right. But so far, they've been pretty quiet on that. So, all right, I'm going to list off all the games I've played. Okay. Okay. I played Eve. I played Batman Arkham VR, World War Tunes, Playroom VR, PlayStation VR Worlds, Sports Bar VR. Okay. I've played Batman Arkham VR, Super Hypercube, Tumble VR, Res Infinite, Playroom VR, Sports Bar VR, and Battlezone. Those are all the main games. I played a few more demos off of the demo disc as well. I think. Yeah. But- uh, so let's talk about Batman. First of all, I didn't, I wasn't going to buy Batman, wasn't planning on it, but I did happen to go to a local video rental store and they did have Batman VR and until dawn rush of blood for rental. 
Uh, so I paid the $3.50 for the 60-ish minutes of gameplay that is Batman <laughs> Arkham VR. Yeah. And is that $60 normally? No, it's $20. It's $20. Oh, okay. So it's not a full price it's game. It's not even really worth $20 necessarily based on gameplay alone. But I will tell you this. That is the coolest experience out of all of them. It's I a think. lot of fun. Really? It was fun. It turns out, guys, that it's fun to be Batman. It is a lot of fun <laughs> to be Batman. <laughs> what aspects of just, Batman do you get to like experience, though? You get to throw batterings and use Well, the, no, 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 no. Okay, so you get to start at the piano where you play the keys that it then takes you down into the Batcave, first oh. of all. It's, yeah, you it's are really physically cool. taking the Batman cowl and putting it on your yes. head. <laughs> like, you like, put your hands into the glove things and they put the gloves on you and you, you grab the suit crest and you put it on your chest. And, and then it, it, like, shows you the a, it shows you a mirror of Batman so you can dance like Batman. <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's awesome. Well, and I was it's putting great. up my Dukes and like yeah. punching the mirror, you know, like. <laughs> it's, no, it's really, really cool. Like, you get to, you get to be Batman. You get Absolutely. to be Batman. You get to go down and the bat cave and use the supercomputer to like reconstruct like it's there's cool you can i don't know if you did it but there's a bunch of blood samples i yeah i was picking them up and like i jammed the needle into myself and then then i put sample and then i did yeah i did all of those little i, I hope you weren't accidentally the, holding a knife or something no i did all of the little toggle things that were like laid out in front of me i only did the main quest there are clearly other things to do yeah so and the main quest is fun and cool and like i don't i mean I, spoilers i guess well, I don't I don't, we, we don't really necessarily need to spoil anything i I think it's really interesting from a story perspective. I want more of it is the problem. Like and for me, like to only have the sixty some odd minutes well, they'll of probably it have DLC. Do. I don't think so. No, I, and the the thing is once you finish the game you can it unlocks Riddler trophies for that part oh, for that. It's oh. really like so, this, and then there's basically three Riddler trophies per chapter with a few. It's more it's a very immersive point and click adventure, essentially, gotcha. with Batman tools. Yeah. You know, and it's fun, like it's really cool. It looks great. Like the modeling is awesome. The textures are really well done. The one scene where the guy is hanging from the rope. Yeah, the penguin. Yeah. Yeah, is that penguin? I think that's a penguin. I don't even know. But I think it is. He looked like him. Dude's hanging from a rope and I just want to slap him across the face yeah. cuz he's right in Put front of me and like yeah, and you get you have <laughs> as you pick up the move controllers, you've got the Batman hands in front of your face and you can slap you, you can pretend to slap, you can't actually slap. On the giant bomb one, they just started picking up like the first scene where Alfred walks up, they just started pulling the picture off of the the piano and just throwing it at Alfred like you can just throw all the stuff at Alfred so that's fun but yeah. uh, I, the Batman Arkham VR experience in itself I think is the best experience I've had with the, the VR the best use of VR yeah it's it's just really really cool I'm 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 very happy to not have spent yeah, twenty dollars sure. on it. Yeah. I'm glad you rented it and I borrowed it it's from you. It's absolutely <laughs> worth the three. You guys really got cents. your three hundred fifty. Yeah, three yeah. dollars fifty. Because I knew I was going to be done with it in one night. I was like, why not just throw it on? I will say it is one of the games where they recommend that you play it standing up. Yeah, that's a little tough. And I couldn't. Did you get all the way through it standing up? Yes. Okay, I did not. Did I you had get to, tired I had to take of standing. A, I got a little tired of standing there and just having this thing on my head and like. I don't know. I got to a point where I was like, I don't even know where I am the, in my tough, in my living room anymore. The tough <laughs> like, yeah. I want to make sure that I'm not right. about to like You're jump out of somewhere. a window. <laughs> well, there's that, and then and then like just the idea that it's everything. 
you're surrounded. Like you can turn around and see everything around you. And like the final scene of the story when there's all these things happening around you and you're turning and looking at all of them. Like I ended up with the cord wrapped around my ankles. Like, yeah, but what is really cool <laughs> that was that was really cool is that I didn't really expect it to have me turn away. Yeah, I, but you, they utilize you, you, you that. You have a few to turn times. away from the camera a few times in that game. Uh, and and it, I just wasn't expecting that at all because I know that most of the tracking stuff is on the yeah, on the face. or like the scene with the guy hanging upside down when that yeah. goes down and like the other those other three guys roll in to shoot you. You got to turn around. To you face literally him. have to turn around, and then it because you have the lights on the back of the headset, it, it tracks your track motion you. to tell like because you have to tell the Batmobile or the Batwing where to aim to take. Did you return that? Yet? But, yeah, yeah, we yeah. Did. yeah. Yeah, we could get it's, it again. It's three dollars and fifty cents. It's 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 so cool. Like yeah. it is, and I just want more. Is the problem, and I feel like that's going to be an issue we have with a lot of these games moving forward. Is you're going to get all these experiences that are really fucking cool, and they're going to want top dollar for them because everyone's going to start buying into VR based on this. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're not going to be long, and everyone's that's why end up I, I wasn't like in a hurry to rush out and get this because I want like the games. Like the market for the games to be there. No, when I'm ready that's, to adopt. That's it's, totally fair, but yeah. hopefully John and I are the ones that make those games happen because people need to buy it. And, yeah, it's true. And for it to have an install base in order for them to be able to be justified the in other making bigger games. Issue I have is I don't have a viable setup for it. Like I don't think I can use it. And I think you would be able to use PlayStation VR in your room. You would. You'd probably have to move your chair, maybe. But I can't really. They say they say that you need like a play area set up, but as long as you know where things are, you're not like you're not. It, the, Plus, place tight. the biggest thing I would thing probably you, knock my TV off the wall. I think or the something. play area is a would. maximum of, of like nine feet out because you've got it's six. You you are six feet from the camera, and then you've got about three feet behind you. Yeah, because it's not room scale. You're not supposed to be moving around in that space right. much. You're only supposed to maybe you're be very sitting stationary. or turning around while you're standing. And that's the thing. You only have, like, the move controllers, like, if you have them, like, facing vertically in your arms and you extend your arms, there's only six feet. Like, it only has a six-foot, like, radius around yeah. you, basically. And, like, even that, like, above you, you don't have three-some-odd feet above you. It's really only, like, a foot and a half to two feet above you. Like, if if I was playing Batman... And I raise my my hand above me to shoot a battering off or whatever, like it would yeah. disappear because mm-hmm. I'm extending my hand too far up. But it's you you would still be able to do it, and if you want, like we can bring it over to your house and just you to can, see if just it so you can try works. it and get it set it up. Doesn't in take your room. like hours to set. No, up. no, it, it really takes doesn't. like ten minutes. That's Anybody, thing we can talk about. It, it's it's pretty simple. As long like, as there's the, a lot of cords, but it's very easily laid. As long out for as you. the ports on your television and your PlayStation are easily accessible, it's not difficult to set up. Yeah. It took it took me maybe fifteen minutes to set it up. Mm. It was very easy. Yeah. The, the most difficult part of the setup is just making sure you have the camera facing in the proper direction. Yeah. Yeah. And that's but. something you can adjust on the fly. That's not that big of a deal. But anyways, moving along. Um, World War Tunes made me sick to my stomach. I don't know if you played the beta. But no, I didn't. It's a free downloadable... MM, like, is it an MMO or something? No, it's know. not really an MMO. It's just like a first-person shooter. It's a free-to-play. Yeah, it's yeah. not very good, though. I don't really like the controls. It's not. It wasn't very fun, and it made me sick, so I'm not too big on that. Um, the VR Worlds thing, I played a few sections of the of the London Heist, and that's about it. I yeah. got over that really fast. Did you fast. get to the part that's on the freeway that I that was No, I just did the part where I'm smoking the cigar in the, like, the bar and stuff. You and literally like, need to do the next segment, and then okay. you can be done with that game, I guess. I yeah. 
Um, Smoking sports, a cigar in virtual reality, huh? Yeah. Sports Bar VR is a really fun experience as well. Uh, Alex and I both played this. In the, it's it was, multiplayer? It's multiplayer. Awesome. You can have up to six people in the game. It was originally a Vive game, too. Did you I play think. darts or pool? All or of, we did everything. We played everything nice. in there. And we figured out like the best thing to do is calibrate the game so it knows how high, like how high, what your height is. Yeah. And so once you have the height set in, it's a lot easier to control everything. But we had a lot of, I had a lot of tracking issues with that game. That's when I had to reset the system for, like, right off the bat. And it worked and like, better for you, but. Yeah. I definitely game, think I would enjoy that one. That game was the most fun, just starting just to discover what around. we could do yeah. in the player. Because John, John would be sitting there trying to line up a shot on the pool table, and then I teleported next to him and just started waving the controllers in front of his, hand, <laughs> in his face, and he couldn't see what he was doing anymore. Yeah. So that was fun. And then just kind of... Doing or you're it. sitting there playing pool, and you're throwing bo- glass bottles at the other person, yeah. or you're throwing darts at them, or That's whatever. Awesome. And like Throwing darts. Yeah. The, the hard thing was playing skee-ball. There's a skee-ball in it, yeah. and it's hard to... Like, that's the one where the height thing really comes into play. Like, once you dial in your height, like, it knows that the skee-ball machine is further below you, so you can, like, actually... You can like, actually roll the ball. Roll we, the were, ball. We, we were basically having we were to over, overhand We them. were overhanding the ski balls into the holes, you know? So yeah. uh, The darts is really difficult to actually like get spot on. Alex was doing really well with it, though. Dart, I, darts is pretty cool because the way that you have it set up, you basically spawn three darts in, your hand, in one hand, and then you have to go and grab them with the trigger of your other hand. And then you can... You basically have to aim with the back of the dart, as you would a normal dart game, and then you lock that trajectory with your other trigger finger so you're holding down both triggers when you're actually ready to make a shot that means when you like move it back and forth that dart will stay on that line to the point that you're aiming at and then you can you obviously can throw it to throw it harder or if you throw it too soft then it'll you know dive bomb a little bit faster but i think the air hockey was probably the best experience in the sports bar vr that was the easiest one to do and we had the least amount of issues with tracking and everything like that yeah it it was it worked really it was really it was was hilarious like we're just sitting there and we're like playing and it has like all of the sounds of the same and it's all 3d Uh like playing air hockey on a table and i was pissed off because you can't do the trap where you pick up the handle and smack it down on the puck to stop it and then hit it like but it, it was the sports bar VR was really cool. It was awesome. Um, I've been playing a ton of Eve. I'm getting really into Eve. The only problem is I can't play against other humans because they're all too much. They're they're, they're so much better than I am. They're all sweaty, <laughs> like super sweaty. And it's probably all those PC people that have. But had also, it. so that's yeah, the thing. Forever. I turned I turned off the crossplay, uh, so it's just PlayStation VR people that I'm playing with, and nobody. No, 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 nobody. Oh, nobody to play nobody's with. playing. Like oh, there's really? nobody on the game. I'm only playing against. AI. Interesting. That's weird. And what sucks about playing against AI is that you've got this huge area to play in. It's a gigantic area to like deathmatch or control or whatever. The AI all zooms to like the middle and they just stay there. And it's literally it's like watching a ball of flies <laughs> like just like around a lamp. Like it's just like a turd. Yeah, they're just all circling around like shooting each other and blowing up and nothing's getting and, and that's the thing. You get to the end of the game and it shows you how many times like people were killed and like everything is like assists. There were no like direct kills yeah. and like everyone has a bunch of deaths and a bunch of assists and like you are the only person who has any like actual kills because you're honing in on a particular like AI bot or Interesting. whatever. Hmm. Um, huh. But the game plays really well. There's a little bit of left hand drift that keeps going on, which is not, it's not terrible because I've learned to avoid getting sick in that game. You do have to do a lot of actual tracking with your eyes and movement of your head. Yeah. Um, 
and that actually really helps with like not just in you know not Have wanting you to throw up sick with with anything the like, only thing that made me sick was playing the rigs demo okay and uh world war tunes made me want to throw up a little bit and it wasn't enough to make me actually throw up it was enough for me where i was like i got done playing the demo and i was like i'm taking this helmet off for like at least an hour and a half now to, like <laughs> cool down yeah i haven't i haven't quite gotten to to any point where I've been sick to my stomach. Yeah, yet. but I, I was I was just reading and I was telling you this the other day that um, a bunch of people online are saying Riggs is the best game, hands down, and that's the one game I don't like. We don't have that we haven't really played. They said the demo doesn't represent the game at all, so that's one I, I really am considering picking up through Gamer Unlocked. Yeah, so it's I, a mech game, right? Yeah, it's a mech yeah. combat. How can that league. not be good? I tried it out and I was like, this is okay, but I'm not really feeling it. And part of me was like, well, it must just be the 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 competitive first person shooter that I don't like I I'm not a big fan of that yeah. as we all know uh, through several discussions but a lot of the issues but, were like with the head tracking and things like that like it just what yeah. people were saying that the the demo just doesn't represent the final it's just game. an old build yeah yeah that's interesting maybe they'll come out with another demo maybe possibly but that's when I'd consider picking up and whenever Batman Arkham VR goes on sale I will definitely buy that yeah I could see myself picking that up just for to like do the Riddler things and like five, what, I just want to try all the other stuff that happened just yeah. we didn't I didn't have very long to play it so want to pretend to smack yourself around some more yeah. it, dude, it was fun it's, seriously it's a lot of fun it's really cool so Alex what other games did you play yeah, so Super Hypercube, still great. Uh, as I, I think I told John, the day that we got these, uh, I was, I, I foolishly didn't take work off. And so I came home at lunch and I was like, well, I want to get this all set up so that, cause I heard there was like a six gig download to upgrade the, yeah. the headset firmware, but it was basically already downloaded or something. I don't know. So I, ho- I hooked the whole thing up and managed to play around a Super Hypercube within like the half an hour that I had to do it. So that's how easy it is to hook everything up. But uh, Super Hypercube, I played one round of it, and I was like, this was worth it. <laughs> I'm okay with <laughs> any like, of the money that I spent. I'm, I'm like, going to have to call in sick <laughs> for the rest of work. Uh, I basically took an opportunity, because Rick, Rick got one too, and Rick is a huge Polytron fan, and he was dying to play Super Hypercube. And so he played through. He played Super Hypercube, and I think he got like 800 points in the first day. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, damn!" And then I was like, "Well, I need to beat him now because if I beat him, not like it's the only time that I'm going to be able to beat him now because he's <laughs> going to be better at this than me." So I got up to like 1400, and I took a screenshot of it and sent it to Twitter, and I was like, "Got him!" <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. And I, I had his name because it has leaderboards on it, and we were tagging Kokoromi and Polytron in it too. And then he came back with like four thousand points, and I haven't been able to touch him since. <laughs> I, I get nowhere near him, so that's it's going to be fun to keep trying to do it, but it's it's hard. Uh, Tumble B- VR is interesting. It's not quite what I thought it was. Tumble, that's, yeah. It's basically there are a lot of different kinds of games in it, but the basic principles are of you need to stack blocks on a platform to get them to a certain height. Hmm. And there's like a bronze, silver, and gold height, uh, and but there's other mini games that are like, okay, you get to place bombs on somebody else's stack and try to get them as far away. Like you get more points the further the the blocks scatter and that kind of thing. There's like a bunch of different kinds of games in it, so I still need to play more of it. It's I, I kind of wish it was more of like the stacking challenges and stuff like that, but uh, it's still interesting. It's only ten dollars, so it's not that yeah, not that big of a hit to the wallet. Res Infinite. Uh, I wanted to get to Area X, but I've only gotten through chapter area Area Three. God, that game is awesome. It's so cool. Uh, it's just it's Res. 
but it's in a lot VR. of people are saying that it's a lot easier in VR because you're not using the right stick to scan over things. You're just moving your head to see. I don't it really. Right do I'll it. be honest. I don't really know anything about Res. Res is it's been out. Res a is a. It's it's essentially a. It's kind of a rail shooter, where basically you are holding down X and moving a crosshair over an enemy to mark them, and you can mark up to eight, and then you let go of X and it fires and destroys them. Hmm. And uh, and you're kind of floating through a 3D space, and it'll turn to the sides and like do all kinds of crazy stuff, and like have more enemies coming. Uh, okay. So it's it's very it's interesting. It's really cool, uh, and I'm I, excited. Still, I've heard that Area I X. I assume is, Area X is the one that they actually designed and it, added to the game. For yes, VR. it was actually built in Unity, a completely different engine from the rest of the, from the original Res. And then uh, it takes VR into account, but you have to unlock it by getting through all five areas, which mm. I don't think would take much longer than like two, maybe two and a half hours to get through all of it. Uh, but um, but it's really cool. The other thing you can do with the game, uh, the original game that came out for Dreamcast or PS2, I think, came with a USB like vibrating thing because you're supposed to feel the vibrations of the music as you're going through the game. Which everybody was like, oh, that's weird. When they were showing this Res Infinite Yeah, where off, are you supposed to put it? Wherever you want to put it, Brian. It's a butt plug. Oh, okay. Uh, when they were showing off this game, they actually built a suit with a bunch of different vibrating parts on it okay. that you could get into and play, and it would like your whole body would like vibrate with the game, which is crazy. What you can do with this game is you can turn on another DualShock and place it wherever, and it'll vibrate for you when you're playing the game. On your so crotch. If you want to put it there, you can put it there. It just seems like the most like reasonable place to put it. <laughs> Why is that reasonable? I, I think there's an untapped market here. Because you got to put it in your lap. You don't want it like falling off of you. And like those those controls. Just imagine. Go ahead. We should make DualShock um, holders that you can strap onto various parts of your body. Get right on that, Brian. <laughs> but no, Res is really good. It's it's it was worth the thirty dollars for me. It's a very fun experience. In right. VR. Uh, Playroom VR. We both didn't talk about much. I think yeah. we both only played the one game. Right? Yeah. Well, I played a couple because because Megan wanted to play two, oh, okay. and she was playing as the outside person. We played the like the cat and mouse one, which was a little bit weird. I haven't tried any of those. Didn't out. really understand that. But the big one was the robot rescue. Yeah. Why Sony didn't make this a full game is completely beyond me. I have no idea. It's a ton of fun. It's literally like, like this is the future of platform gaming, like in your face, like literally. Yeah, it's very interesting. You're just kind of looking around trying to find these robots, like rounding up a bunch of different robots hmm. uh, using different mechanics and things. And your little robot avatar like can jump around and punch and whatnot and they should really just coins they should just make like ape escape vr or something that's really just, what they should just do. make another 25 to 30 levels of robot escape or robot rescue but, but or they could easily make it yeah. an ape, ape escape move no you're right and, i mean it's basically the same game yeah ultimately that, i think that would be cool speaking of robots i heard that 100 foot robot golf game was garbage yeah i heard it was pretty awful but i had i'm uh i i've heard that it's fun as like a golf game but i've heard that it's it's not that the VR implementation is really yeah, strange. Yeah, it needs a lot of work. It's a really strange... Like, mostly, the right stick incrementally turns you and like... like it. Some of, the, some of these games, if you push the right stick, will 
will click you to another part or yeah, like fade out snap and click turn. you back in. Like it's a weird snap turn and that's what that game does and it, I don't know. That's how World War Tunes is set up but with the shoulder buttons. Like the shoulder button snap turn you left yeah. and right and that's not it's how not is there a demo game. for it? I'm it's just curious. Well, uh, I don't think so, no. no. I was, I was watching the dollars guys play them. So. Um, yeah, then, Playroom VR, Ro- Robot Rescue needs to be its own game. I agree. And, and I, want, I want a whole bunch of levels. It'd be super easy to do I would assume is a ton of fun. There's some robots I can't figure out how to get unless because it is. I think robot has to use one or two player. Yeah, I think so, I need the so second you, player. You might need the outside right. spotter to help you out somehow, but I haven't tried because I, I haven't been able to collect all of them, but I get almost all of them. So yeah, and then uh, the other game that I I actually I bought the physical copy of Battlezone. Yeah, God, that game's hard. Yeah, like, I I had to turn it down to easy. And now I'm I'm having fun with it now, right? Because uh, I'm getting instead like I think something about that game like being in a tank. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna head out there and shoot everything a lot. But there's actually constraints on ammo, and you need to be a lot more strategic yeah. because other You're used people to can take having you a out. tank in GTA or something. Yeah, like that. It, <laughs> You're basically indestructible, which is right? really weird because that's not how I normally play games. As we all know, in Skyrim, I'm the guy yeah, who is always crouching and then shooting arrows from like outside of the dungeon to kill everything inside, which right. isn't even possible. Maybe you should but, pick up uh, Battlefield One and use your tank skills in that. I don't. I don't think I you, actually you have any tank are, skills. Um, but, uh, oh, okay. But so, but in Battlezone, I'm now learning to actually like use the like obstructions as cover and actually fight people around things so that I can you know be it, an effective. It makes fighter me wonder the if they should have just made it like a first person shooter, like instead of like in a tank, because that I the idea of like being a tank and using things as cover just sounds not right. Yeah, it's it's strange, but it's starting to click for me. So I'm excited. It's it's really cool because the game, like you're playing through a campaign, and it's got a risk style like hexagon board, and each one of those is essentially it could be like a you could you have to move to it and figure out what the objective is there, so hmm. you can go and like uh, destroy shield towers and stuff like that. Okay, uh, and and is like, it procedural? I don't know if it's proceed like it's pretty it seems pretty randomized so I don't I think it's fairly Are you living your Tron dreams? Yes and no cuz you kind of get out of the Tron milieu a little bit. It depends on the stage. Like oh. sometimes it looks like Tron, sometimes it does. It feels very Tron regardless, which is cool, but uh but that real Tron aesthetic. I just want to know when the uh Tron Light Cycle game will come out. I agree. That one will make people throw up for real. Oh, I yeah, but it. it'll be worth it. Is it really worth it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would yeah. If I could just build something that felt like a light cycle and then just be able <laughs> to lean your, on it. Get oh, your brother God. to do that. That would be so rad. We sh- we show up and he's sitting on like one of those old school rocking horses. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Guys, I'm going so fast." <laughs> yeah, I do I did manage to catch uh Newegg had a pricing mistake on Drive Club VR. It was 20 bucks instead of the 40 that they're charging. Nice. So I bought that, but it's been getting pretty bad reviews a lot of people have been calling it the vomit comet but <laughs> other people have been saying that so it's that's not. the game i should play while some testing be- I, I played the demo and it didn't make me sick at all <laughs> some but. people are saying that it doesn't make them sick it's just a very boring game so oh, yeah. like i i'm part of me thinks that i should just maybe return it you're but so might, bored that I you want to out. vomit just to make it interesting <laughs> yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's how it goes but by a hard copy or was it digital it's a hard copy Gotcha. Yeah, it hasn't arrived yet. It was back ordered because a lot of people jumped on the half. I would yeah. imagine 
I would think that they would somehow implement VR support in Project Cars because I know they have it for PC. Yeah, I wonder how many how many of those. And I other... hear that's really cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Oh, I forgot about Thumper. Thumper's so rad. Like Thumper, I know you I played, played the, the demo. Do you play as a rabbit? No, you're you like a, a scarab uh, or something. Yeah. Like it's like a scarab a looking thing, a beetle, mm. and you're literally just riding this like light rail, and it's all it's a rhythm based game. So there's this like super intense, epic fucking music going on, like really intense, and you've got to hit certain marks like according to the rhythm that's happening, mm. and. Uh, the music's cool. The graphics are like super interesting. It's definitely like a different take on the rhythm game. Yeah. But when you get going in that, it's it so is cool. So, it's super intense, <laughs> and it mm. is like it's it like that's when I had to take the helmet off and just like kind of take a break because I felt like it was sensory overload. You just between, played the demo, right? Yeah. Oh my god, level two and three are even. There's like seven levels in the game, and level three, I'm like, oh my god, I feel like. I feel like uh, in 2001 when all the colors are flashing on his yeah, face. <laughs> I was telling Meg, I was playing it, and I'm like, I'm talking to Megan. Kind, of, I had the headset on because I knew the music was really loud, and I couldn't really hear her response. But I was like, man, if I were on drugs right now, like, <laughs> holy crap! It's, just, like, it's so intense. It's a lot of sensory overload. It's like, so awesome. Can you use your own music or anything? No, or is it just, no, no. Okay. no that, like, I think the game is so closely intertwined. The one other thing that I've heard people call it is like a tool. Tool album cover. Yeah, it's, life. it's basically. Yeah, it's like Ladder. I don't Alice. know if I want to try that. It's like Ladder Alice in Ten Thousand Days, like oh, brought man. to life, but with like epic techno. Like it's really, really cool. That's it's, one. How much is that one? Is that twenty bucks? Twenty bucks, and you don't need VR to play it, but the VR makes it. Yeah, so the VR immersive. is really. I might, I might buy that one just to have it because it's, it's definitely like it's hmm. cool. It's, it's a, it's a different take on a rhythm game, and I kind of dig that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and I, I did, I didn't. I haven't played the full full version of Rush of Blood, the Until Dawn demo. Or I played the demo yeah. of Rush of Blood, and it was terrifying. Like r- legitimately, like I had, Scary. I stopped playing because I like it, the point where I got there was like a crack of thunder, and there were a bunch of floating platforms that had clowns appear on them. Oh no! And then the second clap of thunder hit, and all the clowns were on the ground running towards me, and I was like, I'm I'm done. <laughs> but. It's cool. It looks really, really nice. Uh, the 3D sound going on is really cool because they implement a lot of like they make you have to turn left and right to like look around more, you know, just to see what's going on. And there are lots of jump scares, like things pop up in your face and yeah, because it's like you're on it's a the carnival, heart attack simulator, a yeah. carnival ride. It's but. the uh, it's you're gonna want to wear a diaper playing that game. There was a guy who uh, I was reading on Reddit. He was like, yeah. So I turned on the. Uh, I was having, he's like, I was having problems with the kitchen demo. Like I turned the game on and I just instantly pissed myself. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody else been having this problem? And all these other people were like, Oh yeah, I've had that problem too. My problem is when I was done, I lit my system on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had Willie play it. <laughs> Willie's really funny because in the on the demo disc thing, when you hit X on a game it'll like bring you into a space that yeah. just like looks about like the game around you and Willie just spent like a minute looking around like he's like there's a there's a fridge over here and I'm like I know Willie I can see what you're seeing he's like but there's a fridge over here <laughs> like oh there's a fan above me and I'm like yeah Did, what's what's great is if you if you if you're sitting down and you're playing the kitchen demo and you stand up and you look down at your body <laughs> there's no head yeah <laughs> yeah it's a little bit weird it's pretty creepy <laughs> 
Because <laughs> if you're sitting, you can look down and you can see the rest of your body, like mm-hmm. as the, as like the player character, you know. But yeah. if you stand up and look back at it, like there's nobody at all. Yeah, Willie was like that. Was maybe the weirdest thing for me was looking down at uh, these legs and arms that, that weren't his. Yeah. They're like these aren't these aren't my like that's not my arm. And it, it you was know, very interesting. there's nothing stopping them from making like other like move sensor balls that you can attach to your shoes. You know, yeah, and, that's like, kind of what I was thinking about. Is like when are they going to get to the point where they're like making more tracking points for more? That, that would be that would be what you would want for something like a people are talking online about PlayStation Home for VR. Like Home was built for VR. Blah yep. blah blah. And uh, you would need that kind of tracking. Or like we were saying, playing uh, Sports Bar VR, you would need that kind of tracking to have like a full body avatar. Yeah. So. Well, well, but the, even in Batman, like there's a point where, ba- it, obviously when you look down at yourself, it's not a full body, but it's showing an image of a full body. So I think they can do it, but I think, I think people are still just trying to figure out the best way to yeah. do that. So, I so all know. in all, our final thoughts in post-release VR, I'm all for it. I'm 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 very happy with. I'm it. super. I'm, yeah, I'm happy with the amount of money I paid for it. The amount of enjoyment I've had out of it late, so far has been fantastic, and I only see it getting better. And I think um, just listening to people, like if you're on the the PSVR subreddit and you read through all the people who are like, I have a Vive and I have an Oculus, and the PSVR is the best by far. That's seeing that kind of support is something that is really going to push the PSVR into being like the must-have VR system. And it's also the most affordable, all things considered. You yeah. know? So it's, it's exciting. And I, I'm just pumped to see like what else comes out. I'm a little disappointed reading some of the... People are talking about like the Journey game is only going to be like three hours long. Like, yeah, I think they said three to six hours, and yeah. I think it's forty dollar game, something like that, which is cool. Isn't that, Journey that means just that two it's going to be like thirty two as it is. Yeah, Journey. Yeah, yeah, but essentially, like I, I just that's, I, a, that's I want, a real dumb joke you didn't connect there, but <laughs> if I'm if I'm paying top dollar for these games, I want the full experience. You know, I want. I want a full game. I don't want to play 60 minutes, which, uh, again, like Batman was only $20. I get that. It's a great experience, but I wanted a ton more. And I would have paid $60 for a full game of that. Like, even if it was only like. Maybe they're doing that on purpose because they're not sure how long people can handle being in VR. That, and that's, that's possible. Yeah. I didn't I will say that, that I feel like now I can, like, the more I play it, the, the longer I'm, like, willing to stay in it. Yeah. You do get your quote unquote VR legs. I am it. <laughs> yeah, the well, the first couple of days after having it, like I was going into work and like I like things felt weird. Like looking around felt weird, and like I was. And uh, then the nosebleed start. Yeah, and and I was seeing like thing like it, anything <laughs> close in my like foreground vision would have a stutter to it. You know, like it was it was kind of awkward. But well, overall, that's like, because you weren't actually in reality. Oh, I'm in the matrix right now. This microphone in front of my face. He's just going back and forth. You can put your hand through it. I can put my hand through it. <laughs> if I lean forward to smack you across the face, will my hand go through your head? You can put your hand through that glass window over there. It's true. <laughs> but anyways, I, I'm I'm very, very excited to see where VR goes. I was completely skeptical, too, and consider me... Yeah, like you can a, hear John's skepticism. Just go, like, seven episodes back. And, uh-huh. and no, you got to go a little further back than that. I was not on board, but I'm 100% on board with VR now. Yeah. 
It is literally the future. You were not on board until we went and tried it. Neither, Which I think I, is I don't the tr- think I was that's, either. And that no, is, you, that's you, you the weren't like, sold on it. You were curious about it. I was it, curious, but, yeah, of course. But but I think because even in like the group chat we've got going on on PlayStation Network, like you know, Joey was like, "How is the VR? Like, how is it?" And I'm like, "It is the coolest thing I own." Like hands down, yeah, it is. It is really fucking. Cool. You just gotta get people to try it out, and, yeah. And as soon as they try it, out, I've been really interested. I want to try and get dad, mom, and dad to try. I don't think mom will do it, but I want to try and get mom and dad to do it and see what they think about well, it. I, just, I like watching the people playing sports bar VR, and they go to lean on the pool table and they just fall over. And eat <laughs> shit. That's that's some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. So yeah. I, I want to see more of that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> Eat shit VR. Well, what was really funny is we were playing sports bar VR, and Alex is like, I'm going to sit down. And I'm like, okay. And you could see his like avatar. It's literally just the floating headset and like the two move controllers. You don't actually see a person or anything. Uh. You just see those two things. But you can see his body go through the motions of like sitting down. And it, just, <laughs> it's, it was like really funny to watch. Like, Well, no. And the other, the other thing that was cool was that obviously there's a social screen that people can see on the TV. Uh, I could hear Megan had walked into the room and started talking to John, and she was like, who are you talking to, Alex? And then John was looking at me, so I just waved the controller at her, and she's like, oh, he's, he's waving at me. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was fun. It yeah. was cool. So we're on board with VR. Yeah. I think totally. that's it. Are we good? Yeah, we're good for now. So hopefully, I don't think I'm playing any non-VR games for the rest of the it's year. It's going to be a while. <laughs> I mean, I'm still playing the game that shall not be named. Yeah. Um, but that's on X-Bone. So I'm on that mostly. I still need to pick up Rise of Iron on PlayStation 4, but that might be a ways out. <laughs> you, you really don't need to. Pick I it up I really don't need 4. to, but I I kind of want to just because I know I want to play with Tommy because I feel bad for abandoning yeah. him. But he's been super content playing uh, Metal Gear. Metal he, Gear. He got to 100 percent Metal Gear Solid Five. Did he get which it? Wow, it's not. That's crazy. I did see him playing that a lot. Yeah. I think he was playing Destiny today. I need to go back to playing Metal Gear Solid. You I never should finish because it. it's great. Yeah. But yeah. But uh, and yeah, so and Dark Souls. Film nerds had their 200th episode. Yeah, it was a great episode. If anybody out there listening hasn't listened to it, please do and I, go back I, and listen to all. I'm of not the other even ones. out there. I admit I haven't listened to it. It's it's a really yet. good episode. It's 300 or three hours long. Oh jeez, but it's it's like it's worth six it. car rides. I know, me. I know, but it's, it's, it's worth it's it. great, man. It is really listening to just listening to. Are you a bit biased? It's worth it. No, I well, I think <laughs> I mean I, I'm totally biased because it's my brother, but at the same time, like just as a casual podcast listener it's it's cool to hear other listeners chime in and say like this is what i really enjoyed about your show and like to have them be is like this stuff that you read or did you guys actually they, no, we talk to they them literally so I, I skyped them in and had the computer plugged into the boards so that all all four of us could hear them and then Whoa. they could hear us off of the yeti mic behind me here yeah I'd like and, to see some other podcasts do that yeah hey <laughs> but no it, it was it was really really fun like really cool at one point willie was because i had i had them scheduled in 20 minute blocks on yeah. a Saturday, and they were all right next to each other because I don't plan things well, and uh, <laughs> but I also wanted it to get done in a reasonable amount of time, and and so will it, and like we were all just like this is the this is what being on a press junket is like, just having the rotating seat of the. You journalist. were also yeah. probably thinking like, man, why did we wait until our two hundredth episode to try this? Yeah, maybe I don't know. Now we're not going to be around that much. So. It, yeah, it, it was it was cool though. Yeah, so. it was it was a great listen, and I'm I'm a little bummed as a listener to not have you guys every week to listen to. But yeah, 
I understand completely. I mean, I keep throwing ideas at you of stuff we can do. Yeah. I mean, I, obviously, you're going to cover things like Rogue One is probably one you guys will come back for and yeah, stuff like that. Bigger, uh, bigger releases. Yeah, oh, we want to yeah. do Doctor Strange as well, and, yeah. but it just might not be as timely as it normally was. I so. enjoyed that new trailer. I'm even more interested in Hearing that awesome movie. things about it, so... Uh, <laughs> And then, yeah. I also, I listened to the first episode of Horror Movie Yearbook, which was pretty enjoyable. Those, yeah. Those two guys are, Tim and Willie are, are a blast to listen to. I always thought Tim was the funniest one out of you guys. Oh, yeah. That's Tim's what everybody hilarious. says. <laughs> That's what everybody always said. Uh, yeah. Horror Movie Yearbook is out there. HorrorMovieYearbook.com. There's also feeds and all that. I was going to email them stuff. feedback, but I'm just going to talk about it right now instead. I, I was going to email them, too, about you about me yeah i was gonna talk i was gonna tell them the story about how mom ruined the sixth sense for yeah. you <laughs> well, yeah there's that but i was gonna say like my my big thing of feedback is i liked at the end of it they were talking about like should we give this should we give these these this letter year a, a letter grade i think they should they should actually make a report card that'd be cool like have a report card that's like the amount of gore like does out of these movies that we reviewed like you know does it get an a through an e or whatever and like do that like have categories and then give it like a rounded grade for that specific year i think having a report card would be really cool yeah i know you're you're totally not about like arbitrary scoring systems no and but I, that's totally I, I willie and tim are totally about that like they gave them letter grades anyway i just prefer not to do that yeah. but i told them uh, since they're in the whole yearbook million like this the, the report card fits with that I was also thinking they need to do like superlatives, like this is the movie most likely to make you crap your pants or stuff like that. <laughs> so I think I think that that would be really cool. The mock elections, yeah. So you know they they they're gonna take it and run with it at horror movie. Yearbook. Yeah, it was, it was good. Everybody should check out horror movie yearbook and check out the 200th episode of the Film Nerds and go back and like I was like uh, what's her name on Film Nerds Nancy 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 would watch a movie and then go back and listen to the old episodes totally. like definitely something you can do it, it holds up you they're, know? All, they're all up there so um, and it's it's fantastic check out uh, Westworld FM for sure and when Preacher starts back up check out Gone to Texas yeah we might have a uh, listener feedback episode before the season comes back at some point there you too, go but because uh, right there's, there's been a few people writing in on the off season as well I think you should read off that one really shitty email you got from one guy or whatever. Oh no, that was on the Facebook ad. Yeah, yeah. you should you should definitely read that. Out. I think we touched on it, but yeah, I should I should look up dig out those pictures and yeah, because it's pretty funny. It. Yeah, uh, but anyways, uh, again, while you're listening along, don't forget to do all your Amazon shopping via Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and check out the support store at MidwestGamers.com. If you don't want to buy any of the product, you can always donate. We appreciate the support. We'll talk about how awesome you are. Don't forget to send us feedback via email at midwestgamenerds at gmail.com. Specifically, Rick, if you're listening, I want to know what you think about VR. So join in the conversation with us and tell us your we gotta, experiences. we got to convince him to buy him and David Steele to buy uh, Sports Bar VR. Yeah, it's so worth 20 bucks all... so we can all get on there and, <laughs> yeah. and throw fake bottles at each other. Instead of going to a real sports bar yeah, on let's, Friday, let's we not... can have our own sports bar. <laughs> well, Rick's in New York, right? Yeah. So, Does the yeah. sports yeah. bar have a bar? Yeah. There is a bar, yeah. But you don't. You can't go to the bar and like order a drink. You can You can summon, you can like spawn a bottle. I want bartender VR. Bartender I, VR? I want to play the bartender. Tender in That'd the be sports sweet. bar. Tapper VR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh man, there's so much potential. Untapped for VR. potential. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> thanks again for listening. I'm not sure what we're going to cover next episode, but stay tuned. And uh, we appreciate you guys being out there. Uh, definitely check out the other episodes about VR and other games that we've played and everything else. And be sure to send us feedback because we really like when people send us feedback. Yep. So, anyways, that is all. Thanks again. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>